It's time for Sex Talk with Lou. Lou Paget on TogiNet. So, have you ever wondered if you're normal or why you feel distant from your partner? Why they keep doing that? Want to recreate a truly connected relationship? Or wondered, how do I tell my partner or kids about things? Then this is your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Lou Paget is a certified sex educator, an international best-selling author, and not only will Lou and her guests discuss the most current research, they will put you at the head of the class on good, solid, scientifically-based information and how it will impact you and your family. Known for delivering information about sexuality and relationships sans the sleaze factor while retaining all the accuracy, fun, and the you're kidding factor. Let's get to it. Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet. And now here's your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome to today's show. Uh, as always, thank you for being here. <clears throat> and when I talk about you know, the sexual health being one of the most important things for us. What I also look at is I look at the trends of what are going on worldwide in the area of sexuality. And there was a terrific article in the Washington Post on the gap between the number of males and the number of females in the marriageable range and between these two countries, which are two of the most populated countries in the world, there is a 70, you know, there's a 70 million difference between the number of marriageable age males and 70 million fewer females. Now, we know typically why that has happened. And... But what I wanted to look at is that I think we're also going to see something similar here in North America, but it's because of the fertility crisis, because of the food that people are eating, the uh, hormone interrupters they're being subjected to. This generation of young men coming forward who have been raised on microwaved lasagnas and spaghettis that's one of the worst things they could be eating. The bisphenol A's that are leaching out of those plastics because of the high acidity in the tomato sauce and the ease of being able to do it. I mean, they were raised on baby bottles that were microwaved as well. More of the bisphenol A's leaking out into the milk that they were drinking. So we have a generation coming forward, and I've spoken about this before, that there's a fertility crisis in this country. But let me go back to this article that was in the Washington Post. And when we look at these two countries, there are 34 million more males in that marriageable age range from 15 to 29. And in India, there are 37 million more males than females. And you know, when you look at it in India, that's 50 million more young men under the age of 20. That's where, you know, the difference number is. And, you know, when the one child policy in China is largely to blame 
for this. And that started in 1979 and finally concluded in 2015. But what also happened is, and this I found this out when I was in China, I was in Shanghai and in Beijing, gorgeous cities, by the way, particularly Shanghai. Beijing, not so much, a little bit too much smog for me. Anyway, in I, was, I went to a health clinic, and I specifically asked our guide, who was a um, Caucasian woman who was you know, fluent in uh, Mandarin, and I asked her, what are the biggest issues that are coming forward? And she said right then, and this was 10 plus years ago, she said, oh, there's no question. It is that there are so, there are many fewer young women to the young men. And she said, and what has happened is that the uh, parents would, and this is in China as well, uh, pardon me, this is also um, in India as well. The parents in, in China, you go for, and every six months you go and you have a um, checkup, you get, a, uh, you know, have a pap smear, you have other things done. And you also, if you are pregnant, they will ask you, do you want to have this child? And if it's a girl, invariably, um, they would have a, uh, an abortion because they wanted to have a male child because male children in the, both these cultures are to take care of the parents as they age. And so they'd bring a wife home, they would have grandchildren, and there is a huge, huge pressure in China for uh, children to be married and to have children. There are, um, uh, it's almost like a, a farmer's market where parents, without the kids knowing about it, Parents will go and post about their own children and their desirable qualities, and this is what they are, and this is you know who you know they're looking for, and because they are so desperate for their children to be married and to have grandchildren, but that enforced one-child policy. Also, if there was a girl child that was born, she would often be given up for uh, adoption or you know just abandoned at a at some church or some other place. And I was just watching a show where this woman is 30 years old and she was trying to come back to find her actual birth parents. And I mean, it's just, it, I mean, it is really sad to see this, but you know, she wants to know who she is and myself being adopted. I get it. If you are not adopted, I don't think you have any right to open your mouth to make a peep about what it feels like to be adopted, because you don't know. Plainly and simply, people who are adopted, you know immediately the questions, the thoughts. But so now people are coming back and saying, yes, I, I, I want to be validated. I am part of this family. But it's taken until after 2015, because prior to that, what they would do in China is the one child would get all of the benefits. But if you have a a farm, you need children to help with the work. You can't do it all by yourself. So they might have four or five children, but only one of them was recognized by the government. So those other children are kind of like, they can't go to school. They don't get any of the benefits. They, I mean, they're literally persona non grata and they're born into, you know, uh, a labor cycle 
period. So they're not going to be someone who's going to be able, likely, to have children themselves. Now, when I, and I also see this already in Japan, in Japan, in India, and in China, what is happening is the girls can be much, much more picky, and they also, you know, they want someone who can provide a home, they want someone who can provide a car, so the males who are not able to do that, and the soaring cost for these young men working in, say, they might be working in Hong Kong, but now they're having to work in another city, they can't afford an apartment. And when something comes available, those who have the means, man, it's snapped up right away. So we've got this, you know, I see where this is going. And it's given that, you know, from 15, we've got 45 years, right, of having uh, the one child policy. That's in essence, two generations of reproducing children. And what we have now is you already in rural China, they know that in order to find a wife, there is human trafficking. They will say that, you know, they're saying they're offering, offering a position to a woman from another country. But when she gets there, she is in essence trapped. She doesn't speak the language. She has no idea where she is. And she's basically turned into a, you know, baby making machine. And, but that's been happening for about 10 years plus, if not longer, particularly in rural areas. So, I mean, we've got two generations and the impact on this marriageable age, they're saying it's starting now. I'm saying it started a long time ago. And when you look at how this is impacting how did these young men feel about themselves? They don't have any future, right? And when you are, when it is important for you to have a wife and to have, to be married and to have children, it really impacts, you know, how you feel about yourself. Uh, you know, do you feel you're productive? Most people, if they're doing something, they're thrilled to be able to produce for someone or something that they love. But what they are also in China, referring to these bachelors who have no ability to you know, find a wife, these guys have a life that is incredibly lonely. They are, you know, they're kind of like a group, they're called bare branches. And the, the life that they have is depressed, they're sad, they are, you know, having to now do things that are flying in the face of them, things that would typically be in those villages relegated to women, the chores like cooking, the cleaning, and the other impact area is for the mothers of these sons. If these sons can't, and particularly areas like China, uh, pardon me, in um, India, you know, they would always say, oh, be the mother of a hundred sons. Well, now there are no girls and this mother is having to make food. She's like totally burdened by having to take care of 
her seven sons, none of whom have married. And they're eating, you know, two pounds of flour in roti, the little pancakes that they make a day. Now, when we come back, I'm coming up to my first break here. I'm going to talk about what I think some solutions are for this and that we're going to be seeing a similar issue coming forward in North America and people are going to have to be prepared and they're going to have to be aware so they can work out their own way of going through this fertility crisis. Here come the tunes. I'll be right back. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. It's the Fitness Minute with fitness expert, Annette Hammond. Salt is in nearly everything we eat, and many times it makes food taste so delicious. Even though the 2010 Dietary Guidelines for Americans recommends limiting sodium to less than 2,300 milligrams a day, Men's Health Magazine states that the average American takes in about 3,300 milligrams of sodium every single day. Your body needs some sodium to function properly because it helps transmit nerve impulses. It influences the contraction and relaxation of muscles, and it helps maintain the right balance of fluids in your body. But most of us are getting far more sodium than is recommended. Check out the sodium content in the foods you are eating and limit soy sauce, Parmesan cheese, bacon, smoked salmon, ramen noodles, and salami. It's time to kick the habit of too much sodium. For the Fitness Minute, I'm Annette Hammond. This is the Toginet Radio Network, radio with a cutting edge. It's words you never heard. Do you ever get nervous riding in an elevator because you're afraid the cable might snap? It's entered my mind more than once. According to Elevator World magazine, on the rare occasion a cable breaks, the car won't hunge plunge to the bottom. This is because elevators have as many as 10 cables holding them up, each capable of supporting a fully loaded car. Sometimes I feel a little mischievous in elevators. Next time you're feeling like a rapscallion, try one of these little jokes. When there's only one other person in the elevator, tap them on the shoulder and then pretend it wasn't you. Push one of the buttons and pretend it gave you a shock. Or maybe start a sing-along. What's a word for a person who thinks he's funny but no one else does? Vitzel soup. It's words you never heard. I'm Carolyn Davidson and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Welcome back, everyone. I know this is not exactly the world's most uplifting topic. But I think that when we talk about people wanting to create their future, they often create their future through their sexuality, through having children, 
through being in relationships, having a purpose. Even if there aren't children, people want to have someone that they share their life with. And we are coming forward in, in the nations where, like in China, the one-child policy, in Japan, where women are marrying later, they've had a drop-off of the um, number of children born. And one of the big things in Japan is that if you are a woman who you get married and you have a child, it is more difficult for you to find a daycare center for your child than it is to get in some of the, of the most stringent uh, universities for your degree. It is tougher to get a child into daycare. And so what's happening is these women are not having children. They don't want to end up, you know, all of a sudden having their entire career disappear. And they also don't have family support. So they don't have the daycare availability and they don't have the family support. And in addition to which, when they leave to have a child, if they're a top executive or doing something in the company, often when they come back, they are relegated to being, I think they call it tea and something else girls, meaning all they're doing is, you know, being in a subservient position to the males who are, you know, saying, uh, go get me some tea. So that you know, it's a double-edged sword when this happens. And the Japanese government is trying to have people, they also work incredibly long hours. The Japanese government is trying to have people <clears throat> give them, you know, uh, a half day off on a Friday, you know, every second Friday or every third Friday in order for people to go home and have sex. Well, you better start looking at something other than every third or fourth Friday. They're just the, the whole tightness of the Japanese culture has lent itself to not having children. And now these guys cannot find girlfriends and they cannot find brides. So when we look at this and know this has been happening now in China, anyways, for 45 years, in Japan for probably the last 25, 30, and in India, they did, in India, they do the same thing with the um, sneaking off to have a, um, a test to find out what the sex of the baby is and if it is a girl to abort or if it is born a girl, infanticide, to kill it. Well, what we're seeing is when people do have children, they have a lot of them all at once. And when I look at and one way to look and see what's happening with people, take a look at what happens among royal families, because they have an obligation to reproduce. And, you know, we also, when we have the pressure to have grandchildren and someone has them, is this then going to be like what happened with the baby boomers? Are we going to have the awareness that people who are having children, there's going to be you know, a huge resources put into place in order to support that growth of the population. I don't know. I, I know that they are really concerned about it. Because when you talk about the village life and the mental health, I mean, among the men, this is from the Washington Post, loneliness and depression are widespread and villages are emptying out. Men are learning to cook and to perform other chores long relegated 
to women. Then the other thing is bachelors are furiously building houses in China to attract wives and the prices are soaring. But a lot of these guys are not making very much money, but otherwise they are not spending. And that in turn fuels China's huge trade surplus. In India, it's the opposite effect. Because brides are scarce, families are under less pressure to save for expensive dowries. And the human trafficking, I already talked about that. The trafficking of brides is on the rise. So these foreign women are being re recruited or kidnapped and lured to China, effectively creating a similar imbalance in China's neighbors. So, and then there's the public safety issue. And every week you hear of another horror story in India where schoolgirls are being attacked, raped, killed by these gangs of men. And what has happened is they now have, you know, put in a uh, lot, just new rulings on pedophiles and rapists that they will get the death sentence as well. They should, but think about this. These guys are young, they're horny, they can't find anybody. So, and one of the, what do you think created the whole, um, pickup artist culture, which is here and world, and it's still around, it's still very much around that pickup artist culture was going directly to that demographic, the horny young guys who couldn't find anybody. So what they did is they used forms of uh, neuro-linguistic programming, psychological techniques in order to try and uh, make the women feel um, inferior or insecure, and then they'd get them drunk, and how they would go and, you know, test out their class material is that they would go to a bar and try and pick up inebriated young women. Woo, that's a skill set. Don't think so. But what we're also seeing is when you have no hope and no future, there goes, you know, there goes your, you know, the, the productivity of an entire percentage of a generation. And when there is, you know, the, the depression, people are going to like leave the planet. This is, they're now seeing what they have done. They've been told about this for a long time. They didn't listen. And culturally, they're now, the kick in the rear is really coming around for them. And it may be that there'll be a lot more children, you know, born of those who are having children. And then there won't be the weeding out. Typically, there are more girls born than or survive than males because females are genetically stronger than males. They just are. Um, that's known. So anyways, let's look at what is happening here in North America with this. I mean, we see that, I mean, this is European, North America. Um, I can't speak to South America as much, but I know that those who are fertile are having children right away, sometimes three, sometimes four. Um, I know one family where they just had their fifth. Now, that's a family that has to have the means to be able to support these children. And a lot of people don't. But if you're looking at the royals, just as an example, those who are have just had children now, you know, the, the Dutch 
royal family has three children, the Danish, four, Swedish. We have seven in the last six years that are the uh, grandchildren of the king and queen of Sweden. The British, who have just, you know, the generation now, William just had his third child. The queen had four. In Belgium, they have four children. The Greeks had one of the Greek royal family, the deposed Greek royal family, had five. And so what you see is that for many people, there is this, we need to create uh, crucial to leave a legacy and to create a future. Many times, if you can't, what are your options? Well, there, and I spoke about this before, they're often, they're expensive. They are, you know, each round of each child through a surrogate is 50,000. There's adoption, but that's, you know, or there's private placement adoption. But again, it's going to be for someone who has means. And surrogacy, the same thing. IVF, in vitro fertilization, it's not cheap, and it doesn't have the world's greatest uh, success record. But where here, here we have chronically ill population trying to reproduce. And that's the thing that people have got to be aware of, is that we now have the sickest generation of children coming forward with chronic issues that are going to be impacting their ability to reproduce. And that's why when I talked before on what do I feel is you know, the future of family and the future of relationships, I think taking care of general health is going to be one of the biggest areas for people. It is rampant across any health website, internet, wherever, letting people know you have got to, you know, do this, do this. If you are someone who, I mean, even as an example, stem cells, children who have really bad acne can benefit from stem cells because what stem cells do is reduce inflammation and all diseases are based on inflammation, whether it is, you know, uh, diabetes, whether it is uh, autoimmune, whether it is uh, arthritis, all of these things are based on inflammation. Now, when we come back, I'm going to be talking about what can we do about this, what are some possible solutions, and how we have to be able to have conversations with our friends and our families about this, because these are many times things that people will not talk about. They won't talk about how much pain they're in if they're an athlete. So when we come back, I'm going to come up with, I'm going to give you what I think some of the solutions are. Here come the tunes. This 
to Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with your host, Lou Paget. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more sex talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet.com. Welcome to TogiNet, radio with a cutting edge. author of the best-selling book, Use Your Head to Get Your Foot in the Door, includes job search secrets no one else will tell you. Harvey is a true ideal praxist. That's a person who puts ideas into practice. Harvey admits landing the right job can be more difficult than the job itself. And successful people can't have pornophobia. That's the fear of work. But in these economic times, it can be a necessity to make money any way you can. What's the word for using any means to make money? Cuomo de Kunquais. So what's the best job to have? Will Rogers once said, the best job in the country is the vice president. All he has to do is get up every day and ask, how is the president? Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my new app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Sex Talk. Imagine having access to some of the best experts in the field of sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question. Be it function, sensation, or something you've heard, this is the spot. It's Sex Talk with Lou on toginet.com. And now, back to your host, Lou Paget. Hello, everyone, and welcome back. Uh, at the top of the show, I said this is not the world's uh, cheeriest conversation, but it is something that I think we need to be able to talk about more openly and be able to look at what are possible solutions to people not being able to create a future for themselves through either a relationship and connection or through children, however they're defining it. And it started because of the um, article that was in the Washington Post. Now, let me just go back for one second. I, when people are going through something like this, one of the first things we have to have an awareness of is how pervasive it is similarly to when someone experiences a miscarriage. Many times people have no idea how common that is. And the women will often blame themselves and say that there was something that they did. You know, I walked through a room where people were smoking. Oh my goodness me. Um, I took a Tylenol. I um, had a drink of wine. I remember actually my younger sister when she was pregnant with her first um, son, she had no idea she was pregnant and she was visiting her girlfriend in New York who was at the Fashion Institute of Technology. And Kat's comment to me was, she says, oh my God, I'm going to give birth to an eyeball. All I did was drink. Well, not necessarily because it was, you know, drinking, you know, for a weekend, not the chronic type of drinking that would create fetal alcohol syndrome, which also occurs when at organogenesis, when the organs are being formed. Um, anyways, but I divert. But when people are looking to, you know, where is the support for them? Is it someone who says, um, I, you know, I'm sorry to hear, you know, 
about your struggles with this. I've mentioned before that it is now so common that when people are getting married, their peers will not even ask them if they're thinking of starting a family right away or if they've been married for a while. They don't even ask because it is so pervasive that people cannot conceive. So I look at, you know, now here's the other thing I look at. Will we end up coming into the reverse discrimination thing of people with children will become more important? Because I have seen that pendulum and like that, you know, reverse of if you are single or if you are have no children, you don't get the prime holiday times. You don't get the prime vacation times. You don't get those, you know, slots and parents are always able to use um, oh, I have to, I have to leave because of my children. Uh, it's one of the most infuriating things for people who, you know, are their work colleagues and people are always, you know, pulling that little rabbit out of the hat. But I think that we will see that there's going to be a lot more support for people who are trying to create family and in a way that does not, is not so expensive. I use, as one example, a company called Conceivex. And it's a product that you, you know, need to get um, by prescription, but it is very inexpensive in comparison to IVF, in vitro fertilization, or other um, ART, assisted reproductive technologies. And uh, you use it in the same way, so in a contraceptive way, it is the same thing as using a diaphragm, except you collect the, the man ejaculates into what they call a semen collector, AKA a condom. And then it is put into the, the inside of the diaphragm. It's put inside the woman so that the concentration of the sperm remains in direct contact with the cervix at her most fertile time when she is ovulating. And because if she hasn't ovulated, there is still a plug in the cervix, which will block the semen and the sperm from getting in. Uh, but that is something that is a cost, low cost um, effective. But again, it has to be something that people know about. And when I look at you know the people who have tried and they will often try and try and try for years and then they'll just say, oh, I give up. And then guess who gets pregnant, you know, three months later. I have a girlfriend. I have many girlfriends that this has happened to. I also have other friends who they said enough of this waiting around to just have, you know, sex in order to make it happen. She said, the next time I have a child, I am going straight to the clinic and I'm having insemination done at that moment, period. And, um, you know, they knew what worked. They knew what didn't work. Now, the other thing I spoke about, this is a generation of chronically ill children. Um, always have colds, always catching this. Always, and they're fully vaccinated. So if they're fully vaccinated, then why are they getting so sick all the time? It's because their immune system is not a natural immunity. It's a medically induced immunity. And the only thing that the medical induced immunity is looking for 
is this massive increase in antibodies. And here's where the chronic conditions are coming from. Stay with me for one second. This is really, there are two arms to your immune system, the Th1 and the Th2. Well, if you ramp up only one arm of it, the other arm is fever. And fever is the thing that will knock all these viruses out because viruses cannot deal with a one to two degree change in temperature. They die. But if you ramp up all these antibodies, the antibodies are there in your body going, okay, I'm here to do something. And then what they'll do is they'll be floating around and they'll go, oh, that looks like, oh, there we go. That looks like what I was supposed to be going after. And instead, it's your pancreas. Ergo, this massive increase in diabetes. Then the other thing is it could go after, you know, a, another tissue, COPD, your lungs. It could go after another, I, I mean, and this is where we have uh, the arthritis in your joints. Is it going after the leg? The issue we have here is we have this sick generation of kids who are going to start trying to have children. And some of them will, you know, likely be successful. But when you see people who are having children, um, celebrities having children, 40, you know, 40 plus, 45 plus, I can tell you right now, there is no way that this is invariably a natural insemination. This is something that was um, assisted reproductive technology. Again, a cost. But the other thing that we've got coming forward, we have the generation who has had these children who are in, you know, their 30s and their 40s, which is to be their, you know, some of their most productive years. They will not ever be able to be out from underneath the responsibility and the pressure of these, some of these really sick children. And they know that they, as particularly with autistic and on the spectrum children, many of them, and for those who have had very severe brain injuries as a result of vaccinations, like totally gore, they will never be productive. They will never be able to be independent. And that is a stress on relationships, it is a stress on the financial. It is a stress on the whole entire family. So the resources of the entire family are strapped because of these illnesses. So when I talked before, I said, I see coming forward because my thing is to look at what the trends are. And I see the trend that health will be the primary focus for parents and for partners who are considering, you know, who are together, even without children. Their health is one of the most important things. And I have a, a morning accountability call with a uh, friend of mine and almost invariably part of our conversation turns to how can we find the best possible food? What can we do? I mean, she is fortunate enough to have her own garden, which if the bunnies don't get it or her dogs don't run over it, but she is able to grow her own food. Myself right now, I'm not able to, but I will be. And but when you look at this, parents, their big thing anyone wants to do, if there's someone who's in their sphere, and we now have 
our family of choice, our friends, those who we choose to be with. And in, that is also the conversation. What do you do in this case? If there are mothers who are dealing with children who have some type of vaccine injury, they are often comparing notes of, well, I try this product. And sometimes they have to be so ex excruciatingly careful with any food that they are giving their children. They can't have sugar in it. They can't any, any sugar. And then the last thing you want to do is use false sugars. You don't want to use the xylitol that's in, uh, you know, uh, sugar-free gum. That stuff is like horrendous. And many times, if you look at what is actually in the food of so-called health bars and other foods, it is awful. I mean, you wouldn't, I mean, the other, the other area, we need to clean up all of our food. This is becoming a real issue. So when I look at the relationships of what people are doing now, the biggest thing they're trying to do is to protect and maintain the health of their families. They never had to be this vigilant. They never had to be, you know, it used to be you could go and buy something and it would be okay for you. Not any longer. Unfortunately, Monsanto has made a joke out of food that was to be plentiful and was to, and Monsanto using Roundup and it's BT, you know, but, um, the, uh, it kills the bugs by the insecticide with releasing inside of the, the bugs guts. They have they tried to say, oh, well, it's okay. This, you're using genetically modified um, organisms and plants because they're going to help feed more people. That is a complete BS answer. It is not feeding more. As a matter of fact, what it's doing is it's causing so much illness for people. For I mean, why do you think we have beehive colony collapse? It's because of Roundup. And trying to get away from it, you have to do as many things as you possibly can. And when we come back, I'm going to talk on, we're coming up to our final break here. We're going to come back to what are the things that we can do if someone has had an issue, similar to what we're talking about now. Because I know people want to know I can do something and there are things you can do. So stay with me. We'll be back after this break. Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet with your host, Lou Padgett. Techniques and tips are her specialty. She delivers bite-sized chunks of information you can use right away that work. So stand by for more Sex Talk when we get back after these. This is Sex Talk with Lou on Toginet.com. notice you buy more groceries when you use a large shopping cart. The shopping cart, or trolley as it was originally called, was invented in 1937 by Sylvan Goldman, owner of two Oklahoma City grocery stores. Back then, shoppers carried their food in wicker baskets. 
One day, Goldman was observing his customers and realized that as soon as their baskets were full or too heavy on their arm, people stopped shopping. Goldman thought if we could somehow give customers two baskets, we could do considerably more business. What's another word for a resourceful person? A debrouillard. Goldman put wheels on some folding chairs, attached two baskets to the seat, and let the back of the chair act as a handle so the cart could be pushed with one hand. What do you call anything that can be manipulated with one hand? A thumbadoodle. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words you never heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. The Center for Affordable Prosthetics is a nonprofit organization dedicated to providing low cost 3D printed limbs to individuals in need. These guys are doing the world some good. Imagine the joy they bring to young and old amputees who cannot afford the thousands of dollars needed to acquire a prosthetic limb. These fine folks can do it with today's technology for a few hundred bucks. And they do it in style with Star Wars, Marvel, and more themed limbs. It's the coolest thing ever and hopefully will bring many smiles to many faces who before might not have had much hope of having a hand or arm or leg or foot again. Find the Center for Affordable Prosthetics on Facebook today and give them a like and a donation to their cause. Let's rally behind these hope bringers and tip the scale towards a brighter day. sexuality and sexual health so you can finally ask that question be it function sensation or something you've heard this is the spot it's sex talk with lou on toginet.com and now back to your host lou paget okay. <laughs> okay jumping the gun here a little bit um apologize for that roy so before the break, I said I'm going to come back with some potential solutions for you. Now, these are not going to be for everyone, but they will be things that can help people who are dealing with the issues of if they are trying to get pregnant, if they have someone in their family who is not well. Because the moment you have someone in your family who is not well, your whole family focuses around that injury. You are, you have blinders on and it's, you know, that's where the energy is going. So the ability to grow for the rest of the family gets stunted. So and I'm, I'm going to use as an example, uh, a young man who uh, was in the military. And this was a story of a, a woman who was a medic. She had enlisted, so she had no choice to do anything other than what she was told to do. And her, her position was to give vaccinations. So this was in Georgia, and she had given this soldier the vaccination, the anthrax vaccine, which originally it was three, um, very high dose, and then they changed it to six, six because people were getting so sick from it. And the grandmother was looking after the grandson, which often happens when one generation can't take care of the children. The grandparents end up assuming, you know, the responsibility. And the grandmother 
when the medic came out of the room from having changed this young soldier's diaper and other you know, things that she had to do for him, the grandmother said, is he going to be okay? And she said, I lied. And I said, yes, he is. And she said, I could cry now because she said, I knew he wasn't going to be okay. I knew he was not going to be okay. The grandmother then gave her the piece of information that she put things together. And the grandmother said, the only other time he was this sick is when he had stepped on a nail and had a tetanus vaccine. Now, that is a vaccine that has, um, my understanding is the animal proteins in it, and so does anthrax. This young man did not live. And they called it and diagnosed him with Gulf War syndrome. He never left Georgia. So when you know that there are things that are possible that can cause health issues for you, it is incumbent upon you to be able to take care of yourself. And don't just listen to people who will tell you, oh, you, know, you must do this. Ask questions. It's your body. Ask the questions. So, you know, when this young, this grandmother is watching her grandson, basically, you know, he got killed because of this vaccine. She was like, and the, the medic finally put it together, reported to her captain. The captain then wrote a report on it. And then who came and visited them at their base? The guys in the blacked out vehicles with the long trench coats on and basically told them, don't you say another word. We're going to scrub that record. You are, you know, you are never to say another word. She could not leave because she was enlisted. However, her captain, he quit his commission. He left. He could. And one of the things that when we look at our general health and our sexual health, any of these, one of the first things you need to look at is where is inflammation? So if the reason you're not interested in or, you know, things in your life are bad because of arthritis or back injuries or sports injuries or something like that, you've got to reduce the inflammation. And the opioids are not going to be your number one choice. I will tell you something that may surprise you, but the, and this is also for throughout the body, this is the next coming phase. And I see it also in the area of sexual health. It is going to be a blockbuster. It's going to be as big, if not more so than what penicillin was. And that is stem cell therapy. And with stem cell therapy, one of the first things stem cells do is they go to the area where the inflammation is and they knock down the inflammation. There drops off the pain, there drops off, you know, the irritation, the swelling, and whether this is in the joint, in the back, for chronic um, obstructive pulmonary disease, um, it is, it, it's so unbelievable the things that stem cells can do. And I just finished a class, uh, well, it's going on right now, called uh, The Healing Miracle, and it's a Jeff Hayes uh, production. But what it can also do is help a body when your body is inflamed and it's dealing with everything, the resources of your body cannot go to the places they typically would. They're trying to stamp out that fire of inflammation. They're trying to take care of it. So for many women who have had issues with fertility, when they get inflammation under control, they then 
they then get pregnant. And if they're out and the stress, I mean, I know this has happened with many of my friends. They are trying to get pregnant, trying to get pregnant. They're doing, you know, having injections, doing other things. Then they go on holiday and boom, who gets pregnant? And my one girlfriend, she said, (laughs) both of her sons were born like this. And she said, wow, what a waste that other money was. She said, I just should have gone on vacation. True. Well, and yet what it also was is stress is one of the biggest things that will create inflammation because your body is under, you know, it is creating cortisol, which cortisol works in absolute opposition to testosterone, which will drive down men's fertility. And it does the same thing for women. So the other thing, detoxing, getting things out of your life that are not working. One big thing that people have to be aware of for this coming generation, the amount of electronic magnetic frequencies that these kids have around them and on their bodies. Those smart meters in your house, oh my God, that's one of the stupidest things you could do. You're irradiating yourself all day long. And the 5G towers that are going to be coming forward, yikes. So detoxing on many levels, whether it is your body, your food, you can, and you can do this easily. Just start, you know, the day with having hydrating. The more hydrated you are, the better your body's going to be able to work. Detoxing, you can do a, a massages, you can do baths, you can use a therapeutic essential oils. Therapeutic essential oils can also help with um, ease for um, upset in uh, the chronic upset for women who have PMS or who have cramping. Absolutely, these things will work. So when I, and then the other thing, eat less food. You probably don't need to have as much food as you're eating, truly. And if there's an obesity issue, that's going to drive down one's ability to get pregnant. And, you know, the other thing is avoid those manufactured processed foods. They are filled with toxic ingredients. Any diet sodas, that is, I mean, that just burns out. And any MSG, the glutamate, those are horrible for your brain health. Again, if you are able, and it's not inexpensive, but if you have a chronic condition, consider looking into stem cell therapy. It will, you will not have to have surgery on that ankle or that knee. Your body has this amazing ability when it is given the tools to help reheal itself. The, you know, I say avoid vaccinations. And the reason for that, and if you must, make sure. And the flu vaccine, the flu vaccine doesn't protect against the flu. As a matter of fact, it actually has people get the flu. And, you're, you know, the people are shedding it for X number of days afterwards. If you do have to have a vaccination, make sure, you know, that you ask them for the package insert. And here's why. On the package insert, and the package inserts are intended for doctors, not patients. So you need to be able to look at these and look at, you know, who is this supposedly for? What age and what's the, you know, approval date? Then you want to know what are the contraindications. You want to know what are the things that go against it. Then you want to also know what are the key ingredients. So you look for section 11, key vaccine um, ingredients. And then section 13, you want to look for 
the carcinogenity, the mutagenicity, the genotoxicity, and infertility. And that will be in section, five, uh, section 13 of a package insert. That will tell you what you're dealing with. So for most people, when we look at where they want to go in their lives, they want to create a future. They want to create you know, something that they're proud to leave behind or make a contribution. And for most people, that often ends up being creating a family. Well, if people can't create family as a result of policies, as a result of the food, as a result of environment, as a result of you know, social interaction and the culling of the girls out of the populations, we're going to have a change in how people, and this is going to happen here too, we're going to see people having you know, issues with they are not going to feel like they, they're not going to be buying the homes that they would if they'd had children. Or if they're not married, they're not going to be moving to different areas. They're not going to be um, supporting school systems. They're going to be moving. And so I think we need to really take a close look at what the fertility coming forward is going to be doing worldwide and in North America. I know this has not been the world's sexiest conversation, but it is really a massive part of our sexual health going forward. And our cultural health because when people get angry and upset they get pissed off and then that's when people do crazy nutty things any questions you can find me at on, on my website loopadget.com send me an email there you know through the contact and i hope this has been helpful and it's and for any of you who have questions about something i answer all my questions so thank you very much for being with us today i hope this has been helpful and have an awesome, awesome rest of the week. Here come the tunes. Thank you for being a part of Sex Talk with Lou on TogiNet with host Lou Paget. Every week, this will be your chance to be a fly on the wall and learn about one of the most important parts of our health, our sexual health. Join Lou Paget 